0: Welcome everybody to episode 34 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast Slowly but surely the catalogue of interviews is piling up And it is a credit to the soccer people of the Illawarra Who have put their hand up to be recorded The memories, journeys, stories and facts recorded Will be a useful resource later down the track For their families, our soccer community and for others For the regular listeners and one-off listeners, I truly appreciate your support. It is an additional motivating factor to record these interviews knowing that 60 to 150 people are listening to different episodes. This episode's interviewee had an ability to score a goal, coach successful teams and make a grand final or two. Kevin Lewis came out from Wales with his family in the early 1970s and has made an impact as a player, a committee member, and as a coach. Due to Kevin's humility, it may not come across in the interview, but Kevin was an excellent striker in the Illawarra Premier League in the 1980s with Bulleye Soccer Club. He collected the Illawarra Premier League First Grade Top Goalscorer Award twice, in 1985 and 1988. Additionally, he was part of the very successful Buli Soccer Club first-grade team during the 1980s that won league championships and won a grand final. The passion Kevin has for the game can be heard in his voice during the interview, and by listening to his soccer resume, which is immense. Well respected in the Illawarra soccer fraternity, Kevin is a man who keeps volunteering and achieving in many ways for the clubs. He has been involved with, and it was an absolute pleasure listening to his journey. My sincere respect and appreciation go out to Kevin and his wife for allowing me into their home. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome everybody to the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. I'm here in the leafy surrounds of Thoreau, and I've got my special guest, Kevin Lewis. Kevin, thank you, and welcome.
1: Thanks, Travis. Thanks. Thank you very much.
0: Let's start um, from uh, your birthplace, and, and that's Wales. Um, I'll let you pronounce um, the town and, and where you grew up.
1: I, as a young boy, i um, from South Wales, a place called Port Talbot, um,
0: uh, a
1: small place just not far between Swansea and Cardiff. Yeah, Um, a place for called Camavon in the valleys. Um, and sort of love of soccer was sort of hard to um sort of thinking back we we're rugby mad country Wales. Um what the hell am I doing? Loving soccer, but uh, you sort of think back is it after sixty six World Cup England victory, or is it all yeah. the um but I think my father wasn't a he's a table tennis player, wasn't a soccer player, mum and dad, but um he got us, we had we were Cardiff City season ticket holders, and me and oh, my brother wow. Gareth, a um, seven, eight-year-old, and I think Gareth said, I think it's punishment. If we were playing up, Dad mm. used to take us to watch Cardiff play, but that was a, a <laughs> bit of a joke. But I remember the days, travelling to Cardiff, a young John Toshak watching him, wow. an 18-year-old striker, tall, skinny, and the crowd to say, don't pass to his feet, just pass to his head, sort of thing. So <laughs> there's a couple of recollections. of A six-, seven-year-old boy with a soccer Cardiff, and... Um, and I think one, one time, at that age, you don't really remember much about the game, but some instance where you, I nearly got my head knocked off in the, pre, in the pre-match warm-up and stuff, little things I remember. <laughs> but maybe that was the love of football we got. And um, as a rugby nation, you would have thought we were all rugby. No, all, yeah. all soccer mad. All Most of us Leeds United fans, would you believe, all the dirtier Leeds. So it's a <laughs> funny time, and um, yeah, we, we just loved it as, as kids growing up. It's not like he under sevens. We, a, a local club was um, under 12s, was, a, was the youngest you age group. I was a nine-year-old boy. My brother was in under 11s and uh, under twelve sides, And we, there was no training. We just kids loved soccer. I'll call it soccer football, We we'll call it yep. soccer. Um, I remember at school, just playing with a tennis ball. And after school, especially in the, in the summertime, the sun used to go down at 9.30, 10 o'clock. We played up, up the field a couple hundred yards from the house, 10 v 10, 11, 15 v 15. No coaching, just playing, yeah. playing, playing. We made our own posts up for the fields. No coaching, we just played and played, you know, from eight-year-old boys to 15. All yep. them days, there was no computers. Yep. We just, you know, played football. A lot of time. In the wintertime, we uh, remember um, playing for the, for, for the club. There was no floodlights, there was no training. So we used to go as, as after school, finish school at 3 o'clock. It got dark at 4 o'clock in the, them days in the wintertime back in Wales. And we'd just go in the streets with a ball, find a, a bus shelter with the lights. Yep. That was the goals and crossing and playing. Obviously less cars them days back in the day. <laughs> but uh, that was our. we just loved football, mad football. And I remember there was no train. I think it was a clubhouse. It was an old church. Um, Wednesday nights we'd turn up, thruppence for you, play your little fees, your subs. Um, It was about a five mile walk. Them days, you walked, you know. I think (laughs) mum didn't drive, dad was working or whatever, there's no cars, and we'd walked five miles as seven, eight year old boys, up and back, walking, you know, and it was table tennis, snooker, and the coach was there and he used to put the team lists up on the the wall. I was a young boy, my brother, and never never sort of played that sort of when I was nine. I'll never forget one time the team lists were up. Number three, Kevin Lewis, and then under thirteens, I was nine year old. Oh wow! <laughs> I remember going home. I'm your brother, Dad. Where's, where's number three? You're like, you know, I so like, Kevin, you know, he said Leeds United. Terry Cooper plays there. Oh, 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 great. And then remember the, the you remember your first game, you know? When we turned up yeah, and yeah. The, oh. on the welfare ground, the horse stables was the dressing shed to clear the horses. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm not making it up. This is true story. Clear Clear the horses out of the um, at the stable. Played our first game, long, long shirt, freezing cold. You put a hole in the in the shirt to keep your hands warm. Yeah. I'll never forget the first the kick off and the ball went down to the other end. I've run, I've just raced after, it, you know. I remember the coach, Kevin, get back, get back, and you know as, as a play because you know coach, coach just played. You know, just yeah. chase the ball. off I jogged back to my little fullback spot, but um, got taken off at half time. Must be tactical substitution, but I, <laughs> I think you never always remember your first game. That was that was the upbringing in Welsh, and we just loved it, you know.
0: And in terms of um, there at Wales, it, uh, the boys' club was sort of like a, a sporting club in general, and, and different sports were played. Or that's just the, just, the soccer was just space from that boys' yeah, club.
1: Yeah, just the boys' club. Obviously, these days would be called a, a girls' boys' club. Yeah. Um, just, just the boys' club, and it was. And and you wouldn't to this day. The the coach and his mother and father run it. I'm going back probably fifty years now. Yep. Still to this day, to think of. Um, Facebook, still good friends, and when we go back to see our son and that, we meet up there. And he's the, the hair's grayer, but still the same, and it's great. All that time, remembers us, and we visit and stuff. And our, from that time, we're still good friends, and um, through the Facebook and that sort of stuff. So how good is that? That's fantastic, you know.
0: That's excellent. In terms of um, when you've been back there, those sort of memories spring to mind. In terms of the training, the playing, the walking with your brother.
1: Yeah, I mean. Early days, we just loved, loved football and stuff. As I said, we, there was no organised training, but we played that much. Yep. The games, we, you know, it was, I suppose it's some, something that's just come natural and just stuff. And we doing. At that field that I mentioned before we played, we'd make games up like um, Touch It Once. There was no coaching. Yep. And Touch It Once was a game we just made it up and um, a couple of crosses, partners in here, and a couple of goalkeepers. Yep. You got one touch to score and stuff. Like and I was sort of thinking back, I wonder if the little games we played, just ourselves, yeah. helped me... Years later, when maybe we both come over and don't dwell on the ball, Kevin, just put it back in. Okay. You know, it's the little games we played, no coaching. We just made them a touch at once, you know. Got to get score, one touch to score. I wonder, years later, did that help? It um, might have. It might have.
0: There's definitely a connection there. Mm. And in terms of um, uh, leaving Wales, was that more of an economic decision that, uh, that you guys left as a family?
1: Ten pound, the old ten pound Poms, and it was um, early 72 Mum and Dad said, "Oh, boys, we've got a bit of a talk. We we're going to Australia." We looked at, them. "Where's that, Mum? Where the hell's that?" You know, we don't want to leave. We we got the football here. We you know, twenty four hours, and we just, well, our friends are here. We to Australia, but before. <laughs> anyway, off we um. So mid season, you can't go through mid season. It was February, <laughs> like, you know, Can you wait till the end of the season, sort of thing? But um, so February on the Northern Star, six weeks trip and uh, uh, to Australia. Um, so with, it
0: was a bit of, uh, I guess. Um Neg- negativity to it in the child's mind I guess you were around about
1: 11 I was a um, 10 year old and my brother was, yep. Gareth was 12 and, and my sister Kerry was was 2 and mum was um, me Brian was mum was pregnant on, on the ship coming out here and once we got on the ship we, we were fine sort of thing and I remember again soccer mad on there went around to get all the uh, playing soccer tennis on the on the top deck you know and <laughs> we've lost so many balls and we asked the captain the Cape Town, can you get more balls in? Because you're kicking the balls out of, the, of <laughs> over the ship. So we were, you know, still love our football. We, we um, got off in, in Sydney, on the way, and mum, uh, father's friends, mum and dad's friends in Hospital Road in Buloi. Yep. And the first thing we said, school's not important. We've got to f- sign up for the local football team, the soccer team. Yeah. So we, we signed up for me. Go sign up for Winona Juniors before yep. we, went, we signed up for Wununa School. So that's how soccer <laughs> nuts we were. We, and we had the. Um, I never forget the. Uh, we had the Allen ball screwing boots, and white boots. We turned. Imagine we turn up at Ocean Park on that oh. hard, clunk 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 surface. That people looked as these. Where are these blokes from Mars or something like you know. So, <laughs> I think Changa Langlands made that famous. Yeah, a couple did. of years later. He did the them famous white you boots. You guys
0: with the trendsetters then.
1: It didn't last long. I remember them screwing studs on that hard Ocean yeah, Park. I did. thought um, we quickly changed <laughs> to mould studs. But it was uh, that was our first. When it was our first. Um, stop, and, you know, the juniors, and I was lucky enough to under-11s, and I got um, some good players, Glenn Trigg, yep. James Hobbs, Ian Surson, Robbie Giraldi, so I was yep. a little bit lucky to get into a bloody good team.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, people there that have, have done a lot of good things in the game in Illawarra, and in terms of, um, I guess, transitioning from from Wales to Australia, did did that make it, I guess, recollecting now make it easier for you, having the game, as I guess... Something to, I guess, A, look forward to, but B, to mix with other other boys?
1: For sure. Um, had to quickly get rid of the Welsh accent because uh, <laughs> they thought I was some Mars, the boys, but we um, were doing a public school uh, with Sirs and the, and the boys, and yeah, we were doing a soccer and them four boys and others, you know, good boys, and there was, they seen I was half decent players, so we got on pretty well. So get, get rid of the accent quickly because they, <laughs> they didn't know what I was talking about, but um, great days and coach. Um, Jock Young, them coach, yep. coach them days, and James, James Hobbs' father, Brian's the manager, and, and it were great days, and um, it were great times. I remember um, Robbie, Ro- Robbie um, Robbie's father, Italian, Robbie yep. Giraldis, and he used to grab us by the cheek before the game, he said, uh, in my Italian accent, I, I do apologise for that, uh, <laughs> you passed to my son Robbie, you score a goal, you get a dollar. Now, a dollar <laughs> them days, in the early 70s, that was, that was big money, like it is, so I wish I was smart, said... Mr. Giraldi, if you give us 20 cents, I'll, I'll pass him all day. but um, <laughs> I hope Robbie's kept all that money because he'd be a millionaire by now if he kept all the, the dollars for all his goals he well, scored.
0: He was a very good player as well and it yeah. sounds like uh, a very good junior team. So yeah. in those days, like you've mentioned before there, you played at Ocean Park and and the main ground was, I guess, um, sort of diagonally northwest to where it is now. Yeah. Um, did you always play in the main ground or, or on the outer
1: grounds there or, or what was the makeup then? I think it is, it's just like it's today, the four grounds there and yep. the, the diagonal one right north yep. northwest is the one we played on sort of thing. So, yeah, just, just good memories. That's, that's how the ground was before and that was the main ground. and yep. The other two grounds, or the main ground now, was probably the ground three, yep. the older ground. But um, good memories, good people are down there and, and, and a heap of fun and we loved our football. So... Um, it was just great memories down there, and some good players, and some of them players went on to be very good players, didn't they? Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. And in terms of the uh, the strip, um, what did Winuna play in those years when you were playing juniors in, in those early seventies?
1: I think it was the um, definitely the, the V, like the V we had the early shirt, uh, definitely the blue and blue and red.
0: So it was it predominantly that, red with the blue V, or I, the other way around. I
1: think um, I think let me think it was blue, blue, and, and the red V sort yep. of thing, old sort of fashion shirts, but. Um, and the old, you know, the old days were the gala days were, were fun. Yeah. I think at the end of the year and the old, we dress up and as kids you got to march properly and you know it's like <laughs> we all loved the old goose steps and the old city walk and <laughs> funny walk and that sort of thing. But uh, they were great days and we loved our football and and we, good rivals. Balgany was a good rival. Yeah. And then I think Jock Melanda was one of the guys same age as us against him. And Jock was very good. And Daryl Glover, co- remember the coach of um, Balgany them days yeah. and. Uh, I remember Ian Searson was our best player, so he used to get someone to man-mark Searson. Wherever Searson went, he had a guy marking, and Miffy didn't really like that very much. But uh, of great battles, great battles, and um, it was I think one-nil to was most of the time. But it was, it was great battles, and Darryl had been world coach for sure, and yeah, Surs was always man-marked. It was, it was it was great times, yeah.
0: And in terms of um, I guess your time there, um, you know, you, you played six seasons from under 11s to under-sixteens. Um, the transition then to sort of senior soccer, um, like your timeline there, you then went to Bulleye um, to play under eighteen. so um, why not Winoona? Yeah.
1: Them days, 16s, uh, Winoona was playing in the second division, just yeah. first grade, reserve grade, okay. and no under-18s. We, look, we, we love Winoona. We didn't, you know, Bulleye was like a, like a rival, like Balgani one yeah. or something. You, don't, you yeah. don't really like your rivals so much, <laughs> but so we had nowhere else to go, so a lot of us boys eyes well, going to as We walked up there, to the old Ball's paddock, and that um, was, you know, that's, that's the way it was. And, and them days, Roy was there, and you could sort of see the place was sort of seen finer moments at the old Ball's paddock. But we yeah. turned up, and a lot of numbers. I was fifth reserve for under eighteen Bs. Okay. I don't. Know, does it get any lower than that? I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure, but um, that was the start. So I was, you know. Um, there's a bit of a slog there sort of thing, so I hung around and this is not great, I've got I've got a shirt sort of thing. Max Max the um Max Maxie Shaw was the yeah. coach of us, he was also coach of the Thunderbird, the girls Thunderbird yeah, side. Right. And he had the under 18 age, uh, too, he's he's quite busy, quite busy. But um it didn't start off great on fifth reserve, but I hung in there. I still love me. Yeah. soccer, hung in there, hung in there. Lucky for me and um for the club, Johnny Todd JT halfway for the season, we turn up the train and JT's there and um, he took us over the rest of the season and really John is like should, like should put a statue up for John because from when he turned up there us sort of guy gave me a chance which is great and he, he was he was fantastic he coached me in the first grade and stuff yeah. and he was there and he, he, was, he really loved JT and um, from that point on I think that season we under 18 beats we made the Cass Cup final and because
0: um, this is um, uh, 70 78 yeah. 78 that you joined
1: we made the Cas Cup final under eighteen B's. I remember um we had a great run, great run. Some of the night matches at the old boss paddock were fantastic. I think John borrowed I think Tony Charnock. Tony's one or two years older than himself. and Tony was playing first with Vince Watson. Yep. So he just brought them down and helped eighteen Bs. Made the final against Ferry Meadow and um, that week a goalkeeper broke his arm. So Muggins me <laughs> kept jumping goals. So <laughs> oh yeah, I'll play and jump jumped in goals and uh, fair amount too good in the day 2-0 but uh, that was, it was great from there and, and big credit from, from that point on for the club for, for Johnny Todd he just come in there no nonsense no mucking around training was hard but but fun yeah. I remember some first grade guys saying it's too hard they used to come down and train with under 18s they said it's too bloody hard John you know and we, we train hard we, this is how it's supposed to be and you, you don't mess with John you know um, I remember some of the boys said um with the following had a really good season. He said, John, we're going to the uh, going to us the the bike races in the Easter time and he more yeah. or less said, Two very good players. He more or less said, If you you go, don't come back. They didn't go. <laughs> well
0: that doesn't happen these days and, and you know that and we'll yeah. we'll talk a bit about players that um in the the day um later on. in terms of um I guess um what's extraordinary even when you gave me your timeline was was more that there was a B team in in the senior ranks and that um, obviously there was some depth there that you made the Cass Cup final.
1: Yeah, it was some... I said full credit to John, yep. JT. We got, got the team going and there were some good boys there, some through lads and, and some guys, in excellent first-round players, David Quetcher, James Hobbs, in, in mixed in that in B side, plus great coaching from John and a, a little bit of a tweak with yep. the Charnocks and a couple of star yep. players. Had a great run and... Um, but his work... James, his work ethic to players and discipline and stuff. Um, I remember one game, uh, the following season, I'll go the following season, we were under 18 A's. Yep. And John didn't, meet, in sort of, no dickhead policy. Anybody, yep. yeah, they're better players, but where's are so so-and-so. No, no, he's, he's not, it won't be signed, sort of thing. So all, what JT, all players who work hard, trained. And, um, you know, he's one of them people, someone mistrained, you know, John, would one of them coaches, he'd know exactly where they were, sort of thing, like, you know, so... <laughs> And um, I remember the following season of the great season, the boys, we won the league and we won the grand final. And um, I remember a game down Berkeley, I think we won 4-5-1 down, down there. And we walked in the shed and the reserves clapped us in. And JT walked in and tore Strip's office. You know, we won 5-1. I think we might have left a, let, a, let goal in, you know. Yep. And the reserves were shocked. They were like, they won 5-1 and JT's come in and, and, and tore Strip's. And you sort of think, that was, the, that was it, you know. That was that little...
0: Setting high benchmarks.
1: Massive. So that was it. And the reserves could not believe it. You know? We won 5-1. They're happy. Nah, we let that late goal in. So standards were high, you know. And we rubbed off that year. We had a, a great season. We mixed really well. And we played Coromel in the grand final. And Phil Kerr. Phil Kerr was, well, um, I said, keep an eye on Phil. You know, very yeah. good players. I think Phil ended up with the Wolves and that, you know. Phil scored for Coromel. We were, were lucky to... We're, Sort of, we scored four, so we had a nice little 4 1 win. So, (laughs) um, bagged a couple of goals, which is a nice way to finish that season. It's great.
0: And in terms of, um, I always do that because I I get right into the interviews, but um, at that point in time, were you playing in that striking position that that you're known for?
1: Yeah, I was sort of um, up front on the left wing sort of thing, sort of um, more or less left wing, all all the way through the the juniors with with the, the boys and left wing, left wing sort of thing. And then and then JT sort of put me centre-forward and left-wing, sort of mixed it up, sort of. Yep. Funny, that grand final, funny, the Cass Cup, I was a goalkeeper. <laughs> that, um, that grand final, during the week, you wouldn't believe it, played a game at the Isles Balls Paddock on Tuesday nights and reserves for your um, under-18s. Yep. Scott Gilmore, right midfield, broke his leg in a tackle. And you can imagine John's uh, thing, so someone had to play right midfield, so... Hand up, oh yeah, I'll play. So <laughs> that, funny enough, goalkeeper in the Cascade Cup final and the grand final was right midfield. So never played there in my life, but yeah, I'll play there. And then uh, managed to score a couple of goals somehow from there. But um, it was funny how that worked out. So when the boys break his leg, oh, I'll, I'll just fill in there. But generally from that point on, um, number nine from that point on, more or less, yeah, and didn't move.
0: <laughs> and in terms of um, uh, sort of playing on that old, old ball's paddock in terms of, where the dressing room was, um, just tell the listener a bit about that because um, it's not there anymore. Mm. There's a new and improved balls paddock, but yeah. the old balls paddock had, a st- had a, its own charm and romanticism about it as well, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it definitely. We're not obviously went up to the late seventies. it Looked like it had used it by date. The wooden yep. floors, but it's still magical walking down, especially a night match sort of thing. Walking down down there and, and, and on the field. because there's a bit
0: of a slope to, to getting onto the ground? Slope, and obviously
1: for the. Uh, a little bit older ones, the Hoopers behind the, the place. We used to have a bit of a drink Thursday night after training, sort of thing. So, I think, as um, I said, we went there. It wasn't a massive committee then. You know, sort of. It was Roy and and Paul, the Hancock boys, and and Roy's sort of notorious. And maybe he's play night games there. And um, Roy sort of he liked the money, sort of thing. I think it's. <laughs> uh, I think I seen him at the bar one time, twenty cents drop, and he p- he dive and picked up before he hit the ground. But uh, the, the joke was with Roy he never liked extra, because he had the lights and the, and the light bill, he hated extra time, see, because extra power, so, I remember some games, extra time, and, bef- and the referee would blow the whistle and the lights would go out like that, so you'd walk off <laughs> in the dark, you know, so, he was a bit notorious for, uh, being a bit stringent with the, uh, things, yeah. that was the old legend, you know, lights would go off before he got off the field, because Roy's, that extra time sort of thing, so, but, right. uh, great man, and obviously Roy's still there, in capacity, so, but there was some great stories about some of the people there, and, and then obviously as, The years went on, committee got bigger, team got sort of gelled, got stronger. So it was good. Strength to strength. Yeah, yeah.
0: And we'll get to that because that um, uh, mid nineteen eighties, even to the late eighties, was uh, a super time at Bulli. But before before we get to that, um, you know, you you then um, you know you played eighty one in reserves with the odd uh, sort of, uh, I guess first grade role there. But in terms of um eighty two, um you then um went to Bolamby. How yeah.
1: did that come about? Um year before eighty one under Tony McDonald. Now Tony was um if I could mention about Tony quick Yeah yeah no definitely was such a a great character, I'd hate to see to leave him out this uh Tony so, had, he, so he was coaching grade? He, Tony was first grade he, Tony come in um eighty one, he come out from uh, Shalaba, he used to run out from Shalaba, Tony, like, absolute Englishman, what a character, you know. We we loved him, but he was he trained us like marathon runners, you know. <laughs> well, Tony used to run out from Shalaba to oh, bull, um, bull Eyes ground. I think Butchie Baker. The but people that aren't in the
0: Illawarra, that is that's, a that's, fair, that's,
1: fair distance. That's that's a run. That's a and he used to, you know, and he used to jump in. Um, Butchie Baker's pool next to the ground, and then he's right. You know what I mean? Like, not. I think just the weekends, like you know, not training nights. Yeah. But Tony was what a character he was, and we loved him. He he he, he trained us hard, <laughs> but we've sort of used to getting that hard training. You know, it wasn't like, oh goodness me like you know. I remember a game, and Tony gave me first first grade de- debut. You know, in the field in that um, eighty one year, half in sort of first grade and a bit of out in reserve grade. But uh, I remember the, when the first games he used to warm up with the new Bulls Paddock is now. It was Hutton Park, and that was a, it was a warm up area, you know. Yeah. So Tony would have us warming up, and remember, Conniston were playing in back, We hear this ref's whistle. This is three o'clock, and Tony's had us running around. You know, this is like a fifteen hundred meter warm up. Like this is like you know a <laughs> marathon. And we could hear the whistle, and he could say, "Quick, get back!" The, you know, you know the game. So we've oh heck, stop and got on the field. Imagine the first ten minutes. I mean, you know, we were just waiting, getting our breath back. But it's uh, <laughs> what a character and, and that year. Reserves made the semis and, and first grade actually comes second last. But Tony, Paul, was it? Paul Hancock was our coach, reserve grade.
0: Yeah.
1: And Tony, Paul's a great, great fellow, gentleman. And Tony said, I'll take over in the semis. And Paul, Paul's a great gentleman. Okay. No, funny, no funny. Tony, <laughs> what a character he was. So I'll never forget um, during that week of the grand final, We made the, we a, I think came from fourth. We had a couple of wins. So he turns up a train on the Isles Balls back at night time. He's got his Liverpool beanie on, scarf. He's got a rattle, and he's got. He said, "I've got the Liverpool tapes. I'm going to, I'm going to play these over the PA system to to recreate the Wembley atmosphere for Memorial Park on Saturday."
0: Yep.
1: We looked at him like a. <laughs> and we trained with all the Liverpool. Oh, you never walk alone. All the yep. music in the background. What the local neighbours were thinking, I'll never know. Just okay. to recreate that Wembley atmosphere for for the grand final. We were young. We didn't argue. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, mad is mad, but what a what Very a for oh, time. <laughs> And and the same week he brought his um his son in law come down called Martin Beach and being Bull Eye Guys, we nicked him from coming from Luton, he's on Luton Towns books. Yeah. And being Bull Eye Guys, we nicked him off the boat, you know. And he like I said, Have a look at Martin. He said, if you think he's any good, we'll put him on the bench the weekend. Now his first touch, he was like, We went, Wow. <laughs> this is a footballer, like, you know. So so we said, Mike get the, at the end of the session just get the pen out you know, them days you, you could, it was probably no June 30 deadlines you yeah. could probably sign anybody up whatever so that weekend we played Coniston in the grand Coniston heavy favourites to win we 2-0 down after 20 minutes Mac has taken a, uh, one of the boys off put Martin on he scored one set me up a two we won 3-2 wow. unbelievable like you know this, this and then um, what a player what a coach what a character you know, Tony so I had to mention him well, have how Because some of the sayings, he goes, uh, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. You know? And um, <laughs> footballers, what I do use, still use with these guys, footballers, he had about a thousand of these sayings, and you some stick, footballers played with the ball, good footballers played without the ball. And he used to, as he training, all these sayings and stuff, you know, and then two stuck and he had a heap of some, and funny, out, all the years, and I still use them, and then again, Sh- I tell Oliver the kids, would use them. And Stewie might... He was playing. the tough. tough get going. There you go. He's used it for Macca. He, he yeah, the it, studio, um, studio was with me that time. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go.
0: No, it's great that um, coaches have sayings like that, and um, he seems like a real character.
1: Imagine the, you can imagine the scene, the music of the speakers. This is Tuesday night cold. Oh, that would be Cole, And recreate the atmosphere at we Stadium. We were young. Oh. If I was old, what the hell does he do? <laughs> but uh, it, fantastic character. trained I mean, uh, he 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 trainers like yeah. marathon runners, There's no question, like you
0: huh? know. Yeah, no. I wonder. Um, I'll have to re-speak to to Roy to find out um, how they got him um, because he was known uh, throughout throughout the era for, for the various things that he did um, in the game. So, um, yeah. and those sort of that sort of era, you know, like you said, uh, John Todd and him, it was very much uh, fitness first. Yes. And um, a sort of harder approach, um, which, uh, you know, you can talk about vulnerability and stuff and you need that these days and a bit of a softer touch, but you yep. still need some of those harder elements, don't you?
1: Which we we used to when we put up with it, so this is the way it is, so we we did it and we were fit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then, I guess, yeah, like you said, you come off a sort of bit of a high and then go out to Balambi, um you know, you did have a sort of mid-season uh, trip back to Wales. Yeah. Um, was that more of the thinking there or...?
1: With John, well, John, um, he's a teacher. I went, went in high school and, and Friwi was our a, a teacher. Never taught me one lesson in school, but he was our basketball coach on Friday nights. And, and um, me, Ian Surson, James Hobbs, we're our basketball players. And yep. the funny story, when, when Free's called us that, you want to come out? And I, oh, yeah, I'll come out. Because unfortunately, Paul, I got relegated that year. Yep. And I was playing half a season, so I'll, I'll go play Premier. I know John's sort of stuff, and me and, um, and and James came in too. James Hobbs come too, and he looked at us, You know, you bastard with the small guards in high school. Look at you now, like you know, you towered over forever. <laughs> it's quite a funny thing. So, so I went to, went went with there, and, and John's great fella. More ball work, not so yeah. much marathon running he sort does, of thing. Yeah. Good and, and good character. Never give us a. Sometimes he probably should have given us a bit of a rev up in the shed. and He was quiet, and let us work out ourselves. But uh, it was a great half season. Um, great players, Robert Banks at the, at the back. Yeah. Robert, with them days, was mid thirties. You could see a, He was a, he was a top player and he, for that that team. More or less twenty, twenty one, twenty two year old boys. Robert Banks there, and, and um, Fatty Farah, Jeff Farah at the back. There yeah. two guys. No-nonsense players, you know? And we could see Robert was a, good, was a very good player in his day. On, yeah. but, uh, and there's some great players. Uh, Tony Dribbis in the midfield, Terry Stewart wide right, Dean Garner yeah. there, and Shep, Glenn Shep in the midfield. What was call him George Neger, 60 minutes. Shep, <laughs> great play for an hour, you know? But um, good times. I wasn't a blame I was still a bull-eye boy, sort of blame yeah. blamey boy. I, um, but
0: Was there any tension there by, from the, from the bull-eye guys or the committee in terms of you going out to me?
1: Um, it's probably a long time ago probably hard to tell yeah probably because yep. um, I think they, they could have been but obviously maybe behind closed doors yeah, sort yeah. of thing but uh, I love I, mean, you know, I love bull eye and sort of stuff but I knew I was playing half so that's probably my biggest regret really just playing half so I should have kept going because I the team was going, the team was flying I was putting scoring
0: pretty, yeah you know, scored pretty, I think seven goals that year yeah, so i I'm, I'm um, back the season I'm,
1: that's I'm a, good. I'm, I should have stayed for the end of the season and um, so I missed the rest of the season I, I sort of regret that now if I could wind the clock back yep. I never would have done that But um, so was that
0: sort of a planned trip that you might go to Wales or you just think you should have just put it back a few weeks then
1: yeah I, I just wanted a plan I think work was wasn't going great so I think I just wanted to get away and yep. um, I like Blamby, I love Bully, I like Blampy, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. And but I, you think back, to them, that was a silly thing to do. I should have waited to the end, and I could have helped get the boys out of the line, possibly. But you never know. But um, yeah, hindsight's a wonderful thing sometimes, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. So you went back to Wales. Did you, when you were back there, did you get a chance to have a bit of a kick around, or, or wasn't to be? Or? It, was,
1: it was just mainly just see old friends I grew up with, sort of thing. And I remember my father wrote to um, Swansea City <laughs> <laughs> Terry Jorth, the manager, to my, my son's coming out for a trial, but. I was, I was too busy having a good time over there to worry about that sort of <laughs> thing. But it was just a, a trip, and um, and then the following year was, um, I went back to Buli. So, so was, they were
0: back in uh, Premier League after one year back in in the other first division.
1: Yeah, back in the Premier League, and um, it was the start of the Flash Flanagan days, Norm Flanagan days, and um, I went back to Bulleye. and you know that was um, I loved Ballambi, but it was, I think it was a Bulleye guy sort of thing, and my friends were there, and I did miss the play sort of thing and that was a, the 83 season was the start of the
0: greatest things you sort of played a bit of both in that year I think you 10 odd goals in reserves and still 4 in first grade so yeah. a, a good tally for playing a bit of both
1: It was probably maybe it was my fault that year I was probably did really well with, with Bolambi you said 7 goals in a couple of games I sort of probably thought I'd, I'd just walk in the bullised side and yep. maybe I was down 10% possibly 5-10% what I should have been that year and um Maybe play a bit more reserves and I'm sure I think we ended up that year another reserve grade grand final win that, that year sort of thing but it was the start of Norm's um, era there the f- five-year era didn't finish <laughs> real good but it was, it was it was probably the best era but on and off the field so, was the start. so what um you
0: know how was it for I guess yourself and the other guys a, a new go- coach comes in um, or was he there from the year before when you no, weren't
1: there? No, Norm, was, that was his first year had, So, had so how, did, how did you find him uh,
0: initially?
1: Good. Great character, Norm. Yep. Great personality. You know, we all loved him. And he, um, he ruled it tough, Iron Fist. Yep. But socially, he, he was terrific. Like, you know, golf days, red faces nights, um, FA Cup final lights. And we could sort of see, the team was... Uh, I think we finished probably mid-table first grade yeah reserve goes always strong but we, we can see we're building and, and, and building a, a good side you know um, and 83 good, good players Steve Hammersley great Manns and, and stuff and just and the season as the season went on we just picked up one or two players and, yep. and, and we killed us. so he had the basics there we worked hard we trained sometimes I know Norma t- Turn up with this, with this combi van, the balls in the back, and they wouldn't come out. You know, we just run, run, run <laughs> ran the trotting track at uh, a slucky flat. You know, the lights yep. weren't great, and 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 up the up the stairs and stuff. Hard training. And you know, sometimes Thursday, the balls are still in the back of the back of the car, like you know. But we were. We that's what we were sort of used to. Yeah. Oh, this is the way it is, you know. Um, but that eighty-three, uh, just uh, it wasn't like an instant success. Yep. It was you know step by step. And, and next year, we was, we started flying, yeah.
0: And in terms of uh, reserve grade, because um, I guess you talk reserve grade in the era of the eighties and nineties, you, you you talk bull eye. Um, you know, do you think that was just a I guess a coincidence that you were always strong in that second grade in terms of bringing some young blokes up to help, but just having a core group of guys that were always strong and pushing for first as well.
1: Yeah, I think I think like the, the good clubs, the people boys come through from the youth grade, yep. good, and the local guys they went from. Everywhere else, the yeah. local bull eye, it's a real Wununa guys, sort of thing, and mates stuck together, yeah. and and good players too, sort of thing. So we just come from. It wasn't like it was just a gradual thing. Strong didn't want to didn't want to go anywhere else, sort of thing. Like, but when I was a buli, I was happy there, sort of yeah. thing. So, and hard training, pushing each other, sort of thing. Um, it just the way it was. And most reserve grades guys could play first grade. Not all, but most can. To up if any it time. Good. It was just, uh, yeah, that's the way it was.
0: And in terms of the the coach of reserve grade in, in, in 83
1: there? Tony Tony Hancocks, um, yeah. Mark's father was a the coach there, and good fella, Tony. Um, and obviously Norm, Norm was fantastic on the first grade coach, but yeah, good. But I was probably, probably wasn't happy with anything. Maybe I was thinking I should be in first grade and more reserve grade, <laughs> but at the end it worked out fine. reserve grade grand final win, but we were pretty strong there. So, but the... Um, next year we, we start to fly so 84
0: yeah 84 you had a, had a very good year you were in first grade and, and scored 17 goals yeah. so um, you know for you um, you sort of got your spot back I guess consistently Yeah. and, and 17 goals is a very mm-hmm. good tally in Premier League yeah.
1: it was good It was. you wouldn't believe it I punctured him along that season too so I sort of think oh, goodness I could have scored a few more I remember um, Slucky Flat against Apto bouncing ball run 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 through it Keepers come out, oh, I braced myself for challenge, turned myself yep. side, knee them the side of me. Oh, sort of gone down and, oh, that hurts, you know, and then um, walked across and I remember Norm on the side, he said, Kev, just try to run it off, you know, I said, <laughs> and I did, I tried a little five-yard, ten-yard run, I said, Norm, you yeah, better take me off. I remember um, sitting in the slucky flat in the, in the sheds there and watching the rest of the game and Sharon, my wife, Sharon's girlfriend at the time, said I will, on the way back home to Highlands we'll just drop, drop into below Hospital. Yep. Drops in, more or said, take, a, take, a, take a, um, a couple of couple of dollars, you would be right, mm. you know. That was Saturday, Sunday, mm. wasn't feeling much better, just tried to have a run, couldn't, you know. Mm. And then Monday, I said, oh, I might go to the doctors, and doctors x-ray, He said, what are you doing this afternoon? I said, what's wrong? He operation this afternoon, so, cool. yeah, so, that was, uh, you know, usually, I'm not gonna play soccer again, but uh, <laughs> eight weeks later, I was back playing soccer, so. Well yeah, there season. you go, uh, yeah. a bit
0: of context to uh, only 8, you missed 8 games I was, was 8 or, t- it was eight, eight or
1: 10 and, um, and yeah I was surprised I scored that many sort of thing, so. yeah.
0: And in terms of um, I guess that second year once a, a coach comes in people then get used to the methods and, and what's the standards and and uh, people gel all together under a coach's instructions.
1: I think as we started picking up one or two boys, like um, we had the great players, Steve Hammersley's at the back and Phil Bragg come from I think Phil come from Coral but great player um, we had the the, the, the um, Hart and the Charnocks I think Tony was you know, a bull-eyed guy and he went to the Constance and stuff one man and played the year and Tony mm-hmm. come back and, and, and Warren Warren Baker was there then and, and Gary Mann was fantastic we just get picking up some old bull-eyed guys just one or two a year and we, we started flying and um, and the Slucky flat there we sort of uh, Really hard to beat, you know, big wide fit and a big, big park, you know, sort that of thing. Because at
0: that point, so. um, you know, the old Bulls Paddock had gone out of there yeah. as a club and, and went out to Slucky Flat.
1: Yeah, we had the, from it was five years, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87 at Slucky Flat. Yeah. Spectator's point of view, probably not the great because it's sort of fair way away, but as yeah. players we got used to it and it seemed like the wide open fields. and said we were fit and, and um, we loved it. We had a great record on there, you know, so... And I said, there's some great players in that side. And um, we were sort of heading the right direction, yeah.
0: And in 85, um, it sort of came to a, a very a very good head in terms of uh, league position. You were league champions. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you recollect of that 85 year? Because as well as that, um, you got the uh, leading goal scorer for the whole league. Yeah. You know, ahead of folks like Brian Brown from Cringilla. Um, Thompson from Fernhill and Hernandez from Marilla, yeah. so we're talking, you know, this is, a, this is a league that, to be league champions one thing, but yeah. an individual honour as well.
1: I think it gave us confidence the year before, because we, it got itself into fourth spot in the 84, yeah. and um, made the grand final, and we had a great run, great run, great run, Fernhill too good on the day, yeah. uh, so the old, usual grand finals, if you don't take a chance, you don't win, and, and can't take that back unfortunately but so <laughs> um and that gave us the big confidence oh yeah we know made a grand final from you know and that gave us that, that big boost and then next year we we started too well and i think um norm being norm he's just read the right act and we we had a that season the last we won, we won the last 13 games like you know and uh come first and we were flying absolutely flying and um the Bulli curse again in the grand final, which is uh, same. But yeah, good season, i said, But um, scores a lot of goals, but around guys like Ronnie Vandevort. I think Ronnie, I think Ronnie, Ronnie, might have turned up the next year at eighty six. But Gary Mann, Gary is like a good foil for me, big man target, and he's, he's you know worked together really. Michael Grew.
0: Yeah, talk about some of these yeah. blokes and where they played. So because yeah. you talked about the likes of Baker, and Hammersley, Quecher, Grew. Um, Van de Waard, Mann, Charnock. So what was, the, what was the rough line-up that year? It well, yeah. obviously changed, but yeah. what was the consistency of the All them
1: names you mentioned, the top, top players, there's no question. And most of them boys from the youth, from the youth grade yeah. coming through. Um, goalkeeper, we sort of the goalkeeper sort of changed a bit, but I think the um, G.I. G. Rasso, G.I. Yep. Um, Short, but my God, he was good. You know, he actually good in the outfield sort of thing. He was a great, great keeper. Basically, defence. Um, B- Phil Bragg, right inside Musky. Steve Hammersley, left. And yeah. like, like Musky, he mentioned Roberto Hernandez. Uh, what a striker he was from Real Wanderers yeah. And when he played, that was Musky's job. You just, you just mark him. You just follow him wherever he goes. And um, he didn't like it very much. Cause Steve Hammers was, was. I remember Steve. As a young young person played against Chelsea in at the old Showground days, yeah. and they asked Steve come over for trial, and he didn't. You know, he kicked himself the rest of his life. But, but um, he was that good, good, solid. I, you know, you'd hate to play against him. You know, he, you know, very hard, very strong, very good, and the um, great, I mean, good uh, Ian Surson yeah. at the back, uh, Steve Sargison, all these boys, and uh, Johnny Vandevor. Johnny was one of the good play, but one of the characters in the club you know mm-hmm. we used to with Johnny and um, Steve Angus Made Steve Angus Johnny's about 6 foot 3 and 6 foot 4 Steve was about 5 foot 3 mm-hmm. 5 foot 4 a, duo, a double act we used to have the red faces they'd get there for half an hour you know and just funny people and good characters and that was really good on the field but uh, and off the field was, was, was a good time you know and, and the players in midfield Charnock was like a like a Matt Horsley type player yep. just run 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 you know Warren Warren Baker probably the best player we had Warren you know Warren yeah. could have could have played for higher le- level Wolves I think Warren he liked to you know <laughs> he liked to beer and a bet Warren but he was a great player and and, and Quetch um thrill boy David Quetch same age as myself and on the left hand side another workhorse. and I'm lucky we only played sort of in 18s but he sort of um, when Quetch played I made a run It's just eye contact he's it, you know one of them you just look at it, just have a good eye contact, and you just put that ball in your head or something. So we had a good strong side, you know, good strong side. And up front, uh, Gary Mamie, uh, myself, and Michael Drew. Michael was the unsung hero, yep. I have to say. Michael did a, little, a lot of my... I was probably a bit lazy. And Michael would do a lot of the donkey work, so um, I'll have to thank him for that.
0: And, and like you said, um, it wasn't just on the field. It, there was a sort of social fabric to the club, and that probably added to what you guys
1: did on the field yeah for sure it was, as I said before we had the um, all the race days and the golf days and the enormous ever every season you could get the bus to Mittagong of a golf day not, for, not yeah. for the players always the family and the yeah. young kids and stuff so it was really good times I'm not sure very hard to recreate them times again yeah. I think it's very difficult but um, they were great times. didn't you know, unfortunately um, it did end and uh that's what we like, yeah, sort we'll, of thing. We'll, but we, we can we'll uh, get to that. Talk that after. Yeah. So
0: '86, um, you know, you think '85 uh, was an excellent season, but in '86 you guys did the double, and um, and the curse, uh, I guess, uh, in first graded, sort of receded, and, and you did the double. So um, and it was a strong league that year. Um, and although you scored um, 18 goals, you weren't top goalscorer. Stephen Quirk. Uh, the post there,
1: but an old bullo boy yes Yeah, what, right. what a season that was it was that was the that was a season I think we've lost two grand finals in a row, and you know it's made a bit of sock and that takes me months to get over that sort of thing but uh, <laughs> <clears throat> next year we actually we didn't start we 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 uh undefeated that that year too, so it's it's one of them things we drew the first two games and you know and then but we just went on a great run and it's funny at the end there uh, Remember, one of the guys said, "Oh, this last game, if we avoid defeat, we go to undefeated." And it wasn't it was not in my mind undefeated. It was just that that grand final that yeah, make yeah, a yeah. tone for them to, um, two losses, you know. And that, that zero didn't, you know, it wasn't yeah, oh, what was, was it? Yeah. And I sort of think back, oh, we were undefeated, but the main focus is just try to get out of that line as best we can. And and it was one of them things we sort of on teams we we sort of around fifteen we sort of. At our peak, and because I think because we trained so hard, we weren't, you know, I think round fifteen is sort of is sort of I think we just not as good as we were, and we just yeah. drop off. But luckily, um, we got the line against Fernhill that day, and, and uh, we got that win, which we, we um, I'm glad because it would have been shame because we you know, we won leagues and that, and would have been yeah. shame we I and mean, we, you know, would have been shame we lost. But it was a great year and great celebration. We were all uh, very pleased ourselves, yeah. And um, and I scored the goal too, which is. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that, so. you, yeah. you had
0: a good season uh, in various ways. Yeah. So, in terms of 87, um, you know, nearly the three-peat in terms of the league, you come second, but um, again, you're still the leading goal scorer of Bulleye, but um, did things just drop off or some of the other teams got a bit better?
1: Yeah, I think, full credit to South Coast Croatia, they come up and they had... Uh, two boys are fun. Uh, Joey Carillo and Max Botticelli. Yep. Good forwards and Neil Williams, captain and coach midfield. Gotta give them credit, they were quite strong. And yep. Yeah, we, we actually improved our side on paper. James Hobbs is back and Stevie Quirk come over. Um, we actually improved the paper, but it just... that he, Yeah, were we just... Did we relax that little 5-10% after winning that grand final? Is, yep. is it possible? And... Um, yeah, so we we were good, but you know what the other team was better at that time so we were just a bit disappointed maybe just thinking back we just you know a couple of percent off what we should have been maybe the hunger sort of went so um, that was a bit of a shame because that's coming second for Bullard. them days was a failure like you know you take it these days but uh, that was a failure for us because we want to be the top side sort of thing yeah. And at
0: the end of that season not that I want to get into really any particulars but there was a coaching change in terms of Norm, and who knows um, what goes on at, at, at committee level. But from a from a playing perspective, um, was it a shock to to yourself that that there was going to be a change?
1: Yeah, um, I think Norm was it, it sort of split the club, it sort of hurt the club with that era, and stopped there. And i you all love Norm and stuff. Great character, great great personality. And Norm sort of, um, he's one of the persons, I'll make my mind up sort of Christmas time, you know. Yep. Um, which is fine. I think even after 86, I did, okay, and, and you do the job again. I think the club was a bit concerned, obviously, in the papers. Other clubs offered him some stuff. But the club was concerned if Norm says no, Christmas time, was going to miss the boat on. That was the thinking. So they sort of said to Norm, come on, give us a bit of an early decision. And yes, no, and yes, no, yes, no. And then I said, okay we'll make a decision and, and appointed Johnny Frews. So it was, um, and we just didn't go, to, so half the club was split, you know. Yeah. It's hard, you know. We've got family on the committee and stuff and we were torn between, you know, people and stuff and sides and everything. So it really cut, it really split the club. Um, and even today there's, there's bad blood over that sort of thing now, yeah. how many years later. So it's, it was a shame how it finished, yeah.
0: Because, like you said, it wasn't just—I uh, um, guess you look at results, and we'll talk about eighty-eight. But in terms of, like you said, um, maybe some of that, um, some of that di- sort of feeling about that decision became because, like you said, it wasn't just the success that you had on the field; it was a very, very good community sort of place to be socially. It wasn't in terms of not just the players or the guys; it was families as well.
1: Yeah. So it was a bit. It was a big. Split and um, but John had the job for next year, and it's a shame Norm deserved to have a, a season on the new ground, you know. Yep. It, was a, it was a shame how it finished, but we can't wind the clock back, no. unfortunately. But so, John John had the um, and I, I, I knew John from the Blamby days and obviously from school, and, and I knew you know, John is a different personality to Norm and stuff, a different way, but um. Sometimes coaches can't be there forever unless you're Arsene Wenger or Alex Ferguson.
0: Or Kevin G, myself at yeah. oh.
1: Thrill. <laughs> but it's um, a change. And it was it split the club and that little golden era there.
0: So did you, um, because you knew uh, Frui um, from, from teaching, obviously, uh, being a student and, mm. and that um, half the season at Blamby, um, it never crossed your mind to sort of potentially go elsewhere?
1: No, because no, I was...
0: Always, um, was I was hard. a
1: bulldog guy, and, and what yeah. what happened with Norm? We loved we loved Norm, and we sort of it was a bit a bit hard from that because my dad was on the committee and stuff, yeah. and you know it was a bit tough. Uh, but time healed, time has, has healed, which is good. <laughs> but John um, John took over, different different coaching, and a lot more ball, this and that, and different, and and some players left, you know, which is a shame. Some good friends left the club. I think Norm went to Fernhill, and went with, went with him. So, but we still left with a good core there there's no question yeah. and and john full credit you know i was a young person he gave me a good chance in Ballambi, and and he had some of the contacts from the wolves youth and stuff and yeah. we got a, guy, a good robbie be my brother-in-law yeah. now robbie uh steve badger some good youngsters coming through and and obviously i sold a person want to stay together forever but uh smart coaching is get some young enthusiastic yeah, well, players in and um some of or two older ones in reserve grade weren't too happy, but that's <laughs> unfortunately that's um, life of coach, isn't it?
0: But uh, I guess uh, when a, a club um, and I've seen it um, at Balgiano when when you do have a, a sort of uh, an issue at the club um, where where people have got two trains of thoughts and which are sort of separate from each other, that it, it does hurt on the field. But for you guys at a like that year, it started off slow, I guess, but ultimately you won the league. So. Um, yeah. We were heading for a there's rele- not too many yeah. clubs where you can have uh i yeah. guess an issue like that yeah. and still win the league
1: it was it was a big issue at that time it was half the club wasn't talking the other half it was it was a serious issue and it was it was very sad at the time but um John's turned up and we were heading for rele- relegation first half of the year because the ground wasn't ready yeah. we' played all the away all the games away and um and then we just were the team and John has put these younger boys in and just getting, this, getting their getting strides and strides. And halfway through, as soon as we started playing week to week on the on the new ground, we just got to roll on, roll on. And then, I remember the last last round, we were fourth on the last on the last day, all playing the same time. We had Shell Harbour at home. I think Fig Tree were up. Mittagong, Kringilla yeah. was somewhere else. It's a miracle thing, if we won and other teams lost, we'd win the league and, and as to me, I think the Grand League them days was ho-hum a bit, you know. I think yeah. the Grand final but uh wouldn't believe it. Robbie Beemite might. He scored the goal, one 0 against Shalaba. Then there's no phones them days, so we got back to Bolo Club and Club. So, you wouldn't believe it, we won the league. I so, Oh, that's oh, that's that's good and then carry on drinking drinking beer, you know. <laughs> but um, um these days we'd be we'd we'll be uh, dancing in the streets, but probably <laughs> but um it was uh for where we started, great finish um semi-finals it's uh the curse started again but um good season and some of these boys first year in a, sl- a slight difference in the side a little bit yeah. you know new faces so we hadn't we hadn't we sort of recovered from that the the setback under norm We're yep. I mean, back in the back in the uh, right direction yeah except that grand final day which is a <laughs> a little bit of a bullock like curse but that's and,
0: um, and what do you remember of that
1: that yeah um Wet day at, at Marola Park. And I think, um, again, us, us and Fig Tree, we sort of used to, in the league, we used to, have, had the, used to sort of beat them most of the times, but they used to sort of get us in the ground. Nothing between the two teams. Um, they had some very good players. Phil Brown, obviously, superstar. Sean Bilton, goalkeeper, he was sort of hard to... If he wasn't in goals, things might have been a bit different. But good, similar to us, good solid side. Obviously, probably a good family club too. And um, give him credit. They, they, they won that year and, and the year after. But uh, we used to go well against in the league against them. But just um, some of those things in things, on the day, the grand finals are like, take your chances, you win. If you don't, bad luck.
0: And in terms of, um, like you said, there was a bit of tension there at the club, but it must have been a proud moment for, for a lot of people, especially the, the volunteers and the committee, um, when the grand op- ground opened there at Balls Paddock, the new, the new Balls Paddock.
1: Yeah, the full credits of our... The committee, and I've got a lovely picture here. We can, yeah. um, fantastic, all the work they put in, and um, obviously Roy and I won't mention all the names, but it's terrific, all of ours. Roy's probably Sergeant's my father, Tom, um, Sandy Christie. Uh, I can name some of the people there. Just um, Johnny Morris, Butchie Baker, of course. Yeah. Um, obviously Roy's in the centre, front and centre, that sort of thing. So a lot of work um, putting that together you know, in the grandstand, the Roy Hancock stand moment and making that ground, um, it started, it sort of us older ones love the old balls paddock sort yeah. of thing, but it was his um, next best thing. And full credit, the team takes the credit, but we're very thankful for the the people, the committee. I mean, when I first walked up a bull eye and there it was, it wasn't two or three or four in the committee, that was it, you know. So really that, that era, the committee was very strong and they, the boys had trips away. The committee used to have trips away too. You know, it was it was like it was that great time. You know? Closeness uh, in the club in that yes, place. we had a split, but we you couldn't throw the toys out. They had they had a big job to do yep. with that, and obviously the, uh, the childcare centres is is uh, terrific for the club now. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. And in terms of um, like I said, yourself, you were sort of you know had a very strong period there. Um, you know that that eighty eight season again. You were the won the top gong for goal scorer so um, you know personally you, you'd had a very successful few years as a team but it, as an individual though yeah. um, you know you'd done very well as well
1: yeah I, I was just I lucky to be with very good players and the old uh, sort of the joke was Kev is, uh, never takes penalties too far, nine yards too far out for Kev you know he's <laughs> a little inside the six sort of player um, so I do rely on other players around but I sort of had a little bit of art. maybe that touched it once things I was doing as a young boy come in just get the ball in so I was, I was very reliable on good players around me sort of thing but um, I did have a bit of a knack of, of putting them in but uh, the joke was don't take penalties too far out for Kevin so uh, <laughs> but I was, I, was, um, I was lucky to have good boys around me.
0: And do you reflect on it now that you know there was probably four to eight blokes and some didn't play there all the time but back to that late 70s period where you know I guess if Wanuna hadn't been in, in the second division... But you guys all going to the 2-18s the team, that there was a lot of quality that came from that team and, and sort of stabilised Bly for that successful 80s period. I
1: think so, because um, guys like David Quatcher, James Hobbs, James come up with Noonan sort of thing. So um, I think Robbie went past us a fair amount of days and Ian Searson was with us and they went to Constance and stuff. But there was a, all, a lot of our guys in the B team, actually the guys in the A's dropped out and stuff, you know, I think Johnny Todd had the B team and there was a lot of not superstars in days but we he worked us very hard and we were dedicated sort of stuff. So so at that age I wasn't no superstar or whatever, but we just stuck 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 and, and work ethic. So I was one of the ones sometimes you get the players who are super talented and they walk in there. But a lot of them A, a, a eight guys give it up more or less, you know. But there was people in the in the in the B side were good, good workers, you know. And then um Big credit to John Todd, you know, he's got the best out of, out of us them days and it carried on. Michael Grew's the same sort of, you know, a lot of guys through, Bulleye guys, a guys just come through and it worked really well in the 80s, yeah, for sure, from that system.
0: And in terms of, um, you know, uh, sort of, I guess, 89 it wasn't as successful, um, but, um, you know, you still had another three or four seasons there of eye, and in that sort of period you, you transitioned to yeah. a reserve grade, so... So, um, how did you uh, adjust to it, i guess mentally you know, um like you said, competitive environment um you know you, you're always striving to set benchmarks, so how did you find that transition?
1: yeah, that's obviously as a, an older player sort of um you don't like it, but I think the big thing was hands and managers to hand at number nine shirts, you know, and uh, yep. if you're number nine you're the you're the one, and I was getting number tens and number elevens and Mm, something's happening here sort of thing. But, uh, <laughs> guys, this is the year of Rod Patterson coming through and Grand yeah. Edie and stuff. And I was, it was actually good. I was sort of more or less an on-field mentor to them guys sort of thing. Yeah. But um at the time, playing, then not in the side all the time, first and reserve. But I, I, I love to play. You see some people go first to reserves and throw the towel in, But I'd, I'd, you know, I'd bust my for both sides. Didn't, didn't sort of worry me. I you know, want to play first grade sort of thing. But, um it was it was obviously cha- changing, and obviously hit me close to thirty mark sort of thing. And um, I remember Richard John was there for two or three years, and Richard Evans took over. Yep. I remember a training session, and he named his side out, and, and might have been number twelve. And and he said, "Well, Kev's lost his legs," you know. And the players looked at him. What's he talking about? I knew exactly what he knew. <laughs> I knew exactly what he said. He was right too, because you know at the time of the early thirties and stuff, and the, the old guards on my knees and sort yeah. of stuff and if you're centre forward you've lost a yard well another I sort of noticed other back in the day I was sort of the man to bring down and chop and I remember a good lesson when I was a bit younger playing against Johnny Bingham yeah. back then and uh, I think John would go up and take a call and he, he used to tell his defender if he gets away break his leg and sort of stuff in, an, in, in no, more no, yeah, nasty yeah, yeah. words than that yep. you know and that was the day it was and that was a good uh, that was a bit of a lesson as a young person but um I suppose it's a sort of four them days you take, you've come off the field, you've been kicked and this and that, obviously you're the danger man. But towards the end there, they were kicking someone else. So I thought, that's a, okay, you know, I'm not the danger man I was sort of thing. So it's, it's a, it's a general, it's a bit of a transition there. But um, some of the old players go through, unfortunately, yeah. So, but I still, I still hung around. I was still, you know, good mental. And there was good still
0: success the there as there was in yeah. that period for Bulleye in terms of, Sort of league and grand final
1: doubles in reserve grade. Reserve grade, sure. And even Richard was a job. I I think looking at the records, there very good. Come a second, in our know, second in the first grade for a couple of years. Richard was there, so yeah. we we were there, like you know, very close. And obviously, different side. And guys like Stuart Glass and Chris Curtin and a new sort of um, a new era. Steve Grimshaw coming through and Davey Morris. Um, new boys coming through with a couple of the older heads. Still a good side there and sort of thing. But I was. I was there, yep. when needed, sort of thing. But then I sort of, obviously, I think luckily both sides made semi-finals, so you can pick and choose. And I was lucky to play a couple of reserve grade fi- grand finals, and um, so we never sort of used to lose them. It was, it was a bit of luck there.
0: And in terms of, um, I guess, yeah, you, you came at the end of the '93 season, um, sort of hanging up the boots. What um, like for yourself was it? you know, slightly emotional in the sense that, you know, it wasn't just you there, it was, like, you spoke about your family. Yeah. Um, involvement there at the committee level and, and just a lot of friends there as well. Was that a difficult yeah. difficult choice? I
1: think at the time, I think, you know, you, you sort of, you know your time's up sort of thing. Yeah. And it was, you knew and um, played the grand final on, on Balls Paddock. Um, nice way to finish, number one. <laughs> <laughs> and my boy was only, he was... To um, about two-year-old, yep. younger family then sort of thing, yep. and and it was time to. Oh, I have a, my brother was coaching the reserve grade. Gareth was coached in ninety-four season, so I thought I don't really want to be coached by my older brother sort of <laughs> thing. But um, and it was uh, it was a time to walk away, and, and and I suppose I walked away a winner sort of yeah. thing. So I'm, I'm yeah. happy with that. So um, and i have sort of been back. My son, my youngest boy, Jaden. Mm. 30-odd years, I've sort of been back watching Bulleye the last couple of years. So um, no no regrets, it was, it was a time, I think. I could have been there a couple of more years playing reserve, grade. Yep. But uh, I think it was time to to move on and have a break.
0: And and you had the, the year off in 94, but then, um, as you said in your timeline, you were sort of coerced by a, a former friend and uh, and, and player, um, Ian Surson to make a comeback at, at Tarawana Soccer Club. Yeah. So... Um, what was that sort of conversation like with Ian and uh, how was your
1: season there? Good. The Good friends with Ian Surson, Miffy Surson and um, I'm, I'm sure it's halfway for the next season. So I was sort of thinking back now, I think, I love my football. I would have never had a year off, you know, I'm sort of thinking, but uh, I think the records are right. So halfway of the season, Surson's give me a ring. Do you want to come out to Tarawan? Tarawan in the First Division them days? Yep. And um, if I didn't think twice. Yeah, I'll come out and have a game. I've had half, like six months off and yep. I've... Um, I was probably a bit bored of myself, you know, I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, i will come out and um, I wasn't the player I was sort of thing. it was probably early 30s, but uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Good, good bunch of boys, good bunch of boys and um, in the first division. And uh, I quite enjoyed it. I think I had the um, half year there the following year. I yeah. wasn't the player I was, so a bit yeah. slow and played a bit of reserves in first, but obviously not Premier League. But uh, good good lads and good club, and I really enjoyed myself yeah. the time there.
0: And how was it being coached by... A, a, a mate and uh, a
1: former former player. Yeah, Sirs, good fella knew his stuff, yep. uh, good fella and obviously he met again, being part of the Cerule Thunder, um, coaching too so no, it was fine and he, um, we didn't probably have the superstars there to, to um, sort of get us home but no, good fella and good coach Sirs, yeah.
0: And then um, in 96 um, you, you finally uh, returned to Anuna. Um, now in the senior ranks, and, and they were playing in the old second division, and you were coached by uh, your brother. Yes, right. So, um, yeah, I changed so, your mind two years later. <laughs> yes. So, how, how was that in terms of was it more to help out your brother and, and sort of, I guess, that uh, sort of junior soccer relationship you had with Winona?
1: I think at the time it was just go back to Winona um, yeah. quite a few years later and probably should have, but sort of thing. And guys had the second division. Um, I did the, did the reserve grade coach at. at Bulleye won a grand final and a bit of controversy didn't get the job in the next year that's yep. uh, a bit controversial but uh, um, Swerve Mangles got the job yep. but um, so we got the job there I'll, I'll come down and earn it and, and um, I really enjoyed it it was great really it was second division first and reserve grade yep. and uh, had a great season and, and playing against uh, some of the teams and that and um, Made a grand final again and lost a grand final again. That's what I thought. Here we go again. Like <laughs> you know, That night at Balls Paddock, lost to Rilla in first grade and lost in, in reserve grade too. But I remember that night back at we, in a, we in a bowling club it was like, the place was going off. You think, did we lose tonight? You know, you look around <laughs> and it's just going mad. But um, again, the you old know, little curse. Well I curse on myself. But it was a great season there. And then the following year, I... Um, well, I hung the boots up again, but... Um, I was coach the youth grade sides, and them days where you could play three average players. So I, yep. I still brought me boots um, just to have a bit of a kick now and again.
0: Yep. And so was that always um, because knew uh, had got promotion um, in that '96 year to, to go into that first division um, or conference as it yep. was back then? Yep. So was it always the the plan to coach, or because your brother was there and you were there the year before, you thought, oh, why not? I think.
1: Um, it's a, I love sort of coaching sort of thing and um, yeah oh, they're looking for someone next year we've, yeah. we've moved up into the first division we need three grades and um, oh yeah I'll, I'll give it a go sort of thing the um, thing is okay we to need a former team don't we and at that time Winuna I think a lot of the boys really, I think Winuna had a really good 16, 17s they went over to I think it was Northern 9 of them days or something yeah. the whole boss yeah. okay we, we've got the we'll have the best of the rest of them so, former side okay Link up Thoreau Danielle first time funny how we, Danielle uh, from Thoreau Juniors yeah. um, any boys would like to do register that's when I met Danielle so Garth's come over Shane Hollands and, yeah. and some um, Matty Thurson. so they play for Thrill on the yeah play for Noon on the Saturday and then play for Thoreau on the Sunday sort of thing so that's my first um, then helped out and did yeah. well. You know, and
0: Because um, that's well, always a hard transition, because yeah, yeah. Winona had had a, and a fif- couple yeah, of I years. remember Garth was 15.
1: You know, 15 and come over and, and playing uh, youth grade sort of thing, so the boys were great, great for them. Playing, you know, Saturday, and then playing Sunday for the junior club, so it was uh, a form of sort of a licorice all sorts sort of side, but <laughs> we did well. I think and uh, we didn't make the semis, we were very close, yeah.
0: And in terms of yourself as a coach, um, how would you describe your sort of uh, method of
1: operation um yeah i suppose like you learn off all the coaches we come through you know yeah. and, and i suppose you well i won't do that i won't do that i won't do that sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> there's no uh sort
0: of cherry all, the all, all, st- and...
1: all the stuff i had okay you know we're not gonna do that you know but uh i think you know modern day play if I did some of the stuff you wouldn't see him on a thursday night but um <laughs> um just take bits and stuff and um, oh yeah, that was that worked really well and stuff and just write things down and a typical coach got a thousand bits of paper hanging around, which much <laughs> my wife discussed in there. But um yeah, just take I think take bits off the best bits off people. And you learn off you learn off the, even the worst coach in the world, you because okay, that's you know, I won't do that, I won't do that sort of thing. So just take the best bits off and mainly been an old attacker. Yeah. Coach on you know, just main many of the forwards sort of things sort of thing, yeah, so
0: and in terms of, um, it was quite a turnaround at Winoona, um, and, and I'm not just speaking about yourself here, but the whole club to turn it around from second division um, uh, at the time in sort of 96 and then, you know, um, 98, you you're in a youth grade Premier League grand final. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. you know, it's sort of, uh, we like the romantic stuff in, in, in soccer mm-hmm. um, and, and we see it in the FA Cup and the FFA yeah. Cup now, but that's quite a turnaround for a club within sort of two and a bit years
1: yeah terrific um, that was
0: I think my brother coached the team
1: in second division and first division Gareth got the team promotion to the Premier League and, and walked away and, and Sirson Surs, took over the lunar yeah. job we met again but had um, the youth grade side there and some good boys Matt, uh, some of the boys I remember Daniel Burke Matthew Perkins, and some yeah. of Gene Doyle some of the boys Lindsay Doyle some some good boys good we knew no boys, you know, and we had, uh, I never forget, a boy called Shane Simpson, he, he, next door in the caravan park, he was a surfer, a headed boy, and he came come from Campbelltown. He just wandered over one night for training, and said, uh, you don't mind if I have a kick? Yeah, no worries. And then, uh, first touch, you know, wow, you know, this, this boy can play. He signed up, he was absolute superstar for us all year. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a bit of luck you sometimes have, you know, yeah. next door, next door the caravan park he come down to, and... Wow, what a player it was for us in great midfield and stuff. Fantastic player. We made, uh, the year, made the grand final, fantastic, I mean, at Brandon Park. And we uh, played Lysart's, and they were like the World eleven. Yeah, they were at top, top, they tops. Were they were at top side. You know, one of the days when you lost 4-0, and you said, you know what, we got away with something there, because it could have been, you know, our boys tr- played the hearts out, yeah. but we never got a kick, you know, they were that good. And fortunately um, I was upset, but you know what? It could have been a lot worse. It could have been real bad. But but hats off to us. Making the grand final was a massive effort.
0: And and, and then in that year as well, sort of concurrently, you were um, getting yourself um, because your son started playing, you involved at, at the junior level um, as a as a committee member there, and you spent three years there. So um, is that more just um, your nature in terms of I'm around, so I'll help out.
1: Hundred percent. The work situation I finished I was home at four o'clock and I think that's the soccer nut I am you know sort yeah. of thing and it's my boys playing soccer and first year because um, I was with Winoona there yep. my boys joined um, Winoona juniors under sixes and stuff and I wasn't the coach but I was to keep an eye I remember sort of watching the youth grade game and, and at the corner of the eye watching the young under six too so um, <laughs> as you do as a father you, you help you know best you can and, and they, they Boys love their football, sort of thing. So I'd Luke and then Jaden two years later, um, he came through to the ranks. So it was a bit of a juggling act for them.
0: And was it a nice sort of life cycle moment that um like you said, early seventies you'd come out from Wales and played with Winuna then to see um I guess your kids doing the same thing that you did. It was a nice sort of life cycle moment as well.
1: It is, yeah. It's it's um it's quite it's quite good. You know, Wununa was Wunner, but I think the early w days and but my boys went to Bulleye Public School, and the thing was their mates played for Bulleye and stuff, yeah. and it, it changed a couple of years later, they went to and so yeah. And that's, those young ones want to play with their friends, and that's fine, sort of thing. So yeah. um, they come across to Bulleye, and well, two boys come across, and then I, I joined the committee there. And yeah, because I saw the timeline, yeah, say so then yeah, in sort of 2001,
0: changed. yeah. You then joined up a boy junior soccer club yeah and um I guess that makes makes sense now and but here you sort of took on more of a i guess higher committee role in terms of being the president so how did you find um junior soccer and, and being a committee member
1: yeah i suppose i'm a i'm probably a soccer person not a, not a committee person or less but um it's one of the things the a g m is when three people turned up and and <laughs> it's it's the old bulleye junior ground there with the old a little shack they had as a shed yeah. and stuff, and you know, three great people. And look, I had time, I'll put my hand up, what do you want me to do? Sort of thing. Present, I don't fancy that, but I'll just still do, do the lines and I'll help yeah. that sort of part of the football and do the coaching more than uh, meetings and stuff. But I was there, and, and lovely people. And it wasn't a massive club, which is good, it was say 150 kids, sort of yeah. thing, so it was manageable. Yeah, yeah things have got a be bigger <laughs> since then. But I loved it, you know, I loved the football and trained the boy, trained uh, younger one, Jaden's, and and. And then obviously, train, train both sort of thing as it yeah. went along. And lucky enough, I remember the um, the boys under tens. There's days where the one Euro boys would be together, to, like say the tens, ten blue, ten white, and the one Euro boys would be one side, and the Bullough Public in the other side, sort of thing. Because them days of we didn't grade sides, yeah. there are some really good players in, and you know, not so good players in one team. Yeah. So we'd be like the th- third division t- team and a fourth division team because we had that, you know. Yeah wasn't mixed and matched so we were the king of the third and fourth division sort of thing and the, the base <laughs> sides won the grand final but um, and then the, the heartbreaking decision because bull eye always run you just play with your friends one you're yeah. a bull eye and, and then that's the way it was you know but we were more or less told from district you've got to grade your teams you know which um, a bit heartbreaking for us kids who've been kids, together since about yeah. 12 and it was, like, it, the, it, was like, it was like the end of the world so I wasn't Mr <laughs> Poplar then at that time for sure <laughs>
0: and and i guess in that sort of you know 2001 2008 period you, you also uh, still had that itch to sort of uh, get the boots on and, and play a bit of amateurs for Russellvale and the Gibson Park Rangers so yeah. um you still got your fix in that sense
1: for sure it was um, in the afternoon it was a little bit of a soccer nut and getting over 35 soccer which is um i still love to play now <laughs> i can't i, I, I can't but i'd love to like you know That's – um yeah, Russell Vale boys, some some good boys. Steve Egbers, Snowy yeah. Hanlon and some of the good players. And I think, I think Snowy's still playing now, but um, good times and a good laugh and Russell Vale ground there. And uh, it was a good fix, you know. Not so, it was serious. Well, you know, usual thing. with over thirty-five. Once the whistle goes, you know, you're back <laughs> to the, you're back. You, you switch on, but um, did enjoy the time. A couple of years at Russell Vale, then um, across the road, nice and close to home, Gibson Park Rangers. Yep. Uh, the Marble, yeah. Leon Mar, and Alex Mar, and Michael Grove, Ian Surson, a lot of the boys yeah. together again, and did well. And I p- remember playing down. Um, so ruptured my Achilles tendon playing um, over thirty-five soccer down Shane Lee Oval. I think it's down Oak, uh, Oak Flats there. Yeah. I remember driving um, coming off. I thought, oh heck, you know something's wrong here. I Had a manual card. he's <laughs> <Here's laughs> me, me left 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 Achilles, and uh, I thought, oh, what, what can I tell Sharon when I get home? Because you know she'll kill me. I'll so, oh, <laughs> Pushed the clutch in all the way home and stuff, and then um, yeah. Next day, Doctor French there Doctor French was an old centre forward. He said, "Oh, what, do you, what happened, kid? I'm oh, playing soccer." He looked at me, and said, "Oh, who do you play for?" Oh, Gibson Park Rangers. He was rubbing his hands in glee. Oh, what, where do you play? Like you know, because he knew <laughs> I was out for uh, quite a while. So he's quite happy. Oh, I might have a run. You know, I might take a spot. You know, but uh, that was sort of after that happened. That was probably the that end. That was the end. The end. The end was close.
0: <laughs> and 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 sort of that um, in that sort of. 2007 period as well there um you know and what you know a lot of people know you that are a bit younger would know you from is the Thrill Thunder so um how did that conversation sort of come about in terms of um it was then formed and then the you were approached to be uh coach of youth grade.
1: yeah obviously still another Garth and Daniel from Thrill a uh, club was formed in 07 yep. and um just I think Danielle, I think she actually spoke, She seen me walking across the Gibson Park, I must have been kicking a ball out, or something, I don't know, but yeah. uh, she asked, would you be interested? Oh, yeah, I'd be interested, you know, that sounds good. Because um, the rest is history, I think. But it was, uh, I, was I was glad, oh, yeah, I'll help, you know. And Alan, that time, 07, Alan Thompson, first grade coach, yep. and sort of um, Michael Davy, Pino for the Bulleye, reserve yeah. grade, and myself and Alex Madashenko in the um, youth grade. Great start again had a former team out of, out of nothing yeah. sort of thing and um, some surreal sort of boys some Winona boys you know and um, we did it f- funny enough Winoona had to f- okay where where are they where, where, you know, where's this team <laughs> but we did it and some good boys you know and some boys there from that day still there today sort of thing you know, and the ward boys and that so um, Sucky f- and, and, and like yeah, Sucky Flat too sluggy Flat bone. so we formed a team and, and, and made the semi-finals I mean uh, did all the times I had and made the semi final was great. So good start out of, of you know, all these new faces. It was great for myself. A lot of people I didn't know. Yep. In Thoreau, living in Thurl, "Who are these people?" But um, it was great, you know. All these people renew uh, against so was great.
0: And uh, and I guess um, a person like myself, it was good to see uh, the rule back in the senior ranks because they've got a rich history over a, a lot of a lot of time. Uh, in the area, in terms of you know the Gardner Cup, which was a huge uh, state cup that they won yeah. in, in 28, so mm-hmm. um, it was great to I guess see them and 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 play against them um, in in that period. So in terms of um, I guess you, you coached there for three seasons, yeah. um, but then you had a, a season in 2010 um, coaching the women's team. Yeah. So uh, how was that sort of transition that you when you coached in the senior ranks? Obviously, you'd done a lot of junior stuff, mm. but. But now you were coaching uh, a women's first
1: grade team. Yeah, I think I think I was um, I had three years. I thought I'll thought i have a year off, sort of thing. And I, I know I was going to go to the World Cup in 2010 to South yeah. Africa. So, I, but I think the women's didn't have a coach. So I said, oh, okay, if you want to do the job, okay, I'll I'll, I'll, do, will, I'll help you know. And I enjoyed it. I think it was terrific, like I you know, and um, great girls. And they, I sort of noticed a the difference. They, they they every word you say, they you can see they listen. You know, the boys sort of look at you and then maybe turn off, you know. <laughs> But they they were willing to learn. You could see them looking at me and every word they were listening to. It. I thought, yeah, that's terrific. And um, I loved it. Great kids. And it was, it was, I really enjoyed that season. It was great with them, the, the girls, yeah. And then I think made, made, made the four. I think that time university was fantastic side, but it was a good learning experience. I really enjoyed it. It was great.
0: And then, um, you know, once you come back from the World Cup, you then uh, sort of renewed uh, coaching the youth grade. So. Um Uh, and a lot of apart from you know the past four seasons and we're talking about the present day that you've done reserve grade um, uh, is there more of a sort of want to to coach youth grade in your mind do you get more enjoyment out of it or rather Um, than say someone that starts and says well okay you start your apprenticeship here at youth mm -hmm. grade reserves and then maybe work up to first but Mm -hmm. you haven't done that
1: no um, I'm just happy doing youth grade my boy was involved too Luke and stuff and I I was I was happy Happy there and, and, and good fellas, wanted to learn sort of thing. And I, was, I sort of never have, not really got that ambition to be the first grade coach. I was just happy, just being at the line a little bit and just, yep. just pushing these guys on. And let's be honest, from the early days now through, all, like the bull eye days in the past, we don't pay any players. We lo- rely on the boys yep. coming through and that's, that's um, and a lot of the boys, first grade boys today, 75, percent up are from the youth grade ranks. So I was quite happy not over-coaching them, just pushing them in a the right direction more or less, yeah. So.
0: And, 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 and yourself, like when you look over your timeline, um, whether it be as a player or as a coach, you know, you've been involved in, you know, if I... Uh, I wasn't involved in too many grand finals, but if I had sort of one fifth of your grand finals, you'd be pretty happy, even though, you know, you've lost lost a few as well. Hmm. But um, there was success there as well in that yep. youth grade. Yeah. So how, can you speak about maybe, uh, I guess, some of the guys in that sort of 2011, 2015 period? Because like you said, they've gone on to, to be uh, good members of the rule and, and some of them have gone elsewhere as well.
1: Yeah. Um, I did women's in 2010 and 11 and 12, back in uh, youth grade again. And... Um, Good players, building, building, building sort of thing, and, and I think Balgani again with our big rivals. And I think Balgani piped us in the, in the semi-finals, knocked us out, and went on to win things in them days. But I think we made a grand final in, in twelve and um, lost again to Berkeley down um, McLaren Park. I, I sort of think, is it me? Like you know, I'm sort of thinking, how many is that in a row? Sort of thing. I'm like, God, you know, I might have to sort of do something else. But um, the year after, Win, uh, win Stadium. It just got that, um, we Corey haynes Gross, Corey's, um, yeah. one of our players and he's moved on to Winoona and other, other, you know, done well for himself. Um, scored a couple of goals, a bit like flats 2-1 in the 13 and that win was like, that, 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 that relief, you know, it's, back in 86, I felt the same thing. It's just, it's not excitement. It's, it, you know, when you lose, it's like, you know, when you lose a grand final. you know, and, and uh. And winning, it's like winning is more relief, more than yeah, excitement definitely. sort of thing. So that was the great relief, and it, it, from then on, it's been uh, it's been win, win, win. It has been great for me.
0: Yeah, and in terms of um, like you said, it seems to be um, you're very happy to help, and um, you know you're very humble in saying you help because you you do. Uh, I've played against teams that you've you've coached, and I've watched teams that you've coached as well, and um, they always have a bit of. A, like you said your sort of striking flair and, and ability to score goals as well so they're not um, boring to watch to say the least but in the last say four years you, you took up the reins in reserve grade and, and sort of um, it's a very important position which you would know about um, that you've got to sort of keep the club together um, you, you get the teams very late depending on injuries and whatnot. Yeah. so um, how have you found not... reserve grade or, or be it yeah. being extremely successful at all?
1: yeah again um is a good club, train nine I might have four or five, you know, and in gas 1st first occasion's got twelve or fourteen. it's never easy. It's sort yeah. of handling And some, sometimes players and could decide you know three or four you know you can go somewhere else and mix them youth grade. You've got to have some certain people who don't mind playing reserve grade. and luckily, it's a rule' not very rarely someone come out, come back and oh, I don't fancy this sort of thing. so I'm, we're lucky it's a rule first grade if they get dropped at reserve grade. They're right. What yep. time want me there? They, they, that attitude's unbelievable. Because you can have that other attitude where I'll just go for the motions and we'll go, you know, we'll go pear shaped from there. So I'm very lucky it's a rule there. Don't mind that shirt. They yep. put that shirt on, so they'll play any grade sort of thing. So obviously, and some guys, right or wrong, don't mind playing reserve grade. Yep. You know, which is um, right or wrong sort of thing. Yep. But I'm lucky and, and some good players. And uh, last couple of years we've had. Four grand finals and four wins, you know. And um, luckily for them boys, they don't know what it's like to lose a grand final, you know. And <laughs> and uh, I, don't know. I know what it's like, and I don't want to put them in those positions sort of thing. So if I can do the best I can, yeah. but uh, usual thing, get yourself in a position to get that grand final on the day. But we've seen, I've seen it when I was playing.
0: Yeah. If you
1: don't go in, you, you lose. Sometimes, you know, it's on the day. Sometimes yeah. a little bit of luck. And uh, luckily, last, last four years. The bounce the ball's gone our way. Happy days.
0: Well, I'd call it more than luck if you win four in a row. But but in terms of um, yourself personally, um, like you said probably a few minutes ago that you thought, geez, isn't me, but the last four years must have washed that sort of sort of mindset away.
1: I was a bit lucky before that because youth grade broke the camels back and then won again the following year at Wynn Stadium. And I suppose uh, that's disappointed disappointing part as a coach and you know, I'd love to see the players walk on Wynn Stadium like you know I never played on there but my god as a coach I'm walking on there thinking, how good is this you know I was a bit disappointed we didn't play on Wynn this year yeah. you know, I think not for myself just for the players yeah, yeah. definitely um, but it's uh, I'm it, it pleased I mean you know it's my job as I said try to get the team into a position necessarily first the, I think maybe these days first is a big thing but I think yeah. back in my day, you know, I think the grand final is the, is the, is sort of the pinnacle and and it's, you know, a bounce the ball, a bit of luck. But we've been, you know, credit. And we last grand final, not that long ago, We um, your coach has a plan, okay, this is plan A, but have a little plan B just in case. And when he best plays Tommy Goody, badly broke his leg after 10 minutes. And then wow, okay, right. And then um, J- James Townsend, Rooney at the back, I said, James, you okay? So he said, take me off a dummy quad. I said, this is the first 10 minutes of the game, you know. So, James, just plunk yourself in the middle and just, just fill a hole for me. I looked around, Adam Ward, Adam, I caved my ankles and I got to said, Adam, I'm not listening to that, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> sometimes uh, plans just go and teams just fall apart, you know? But luckily, there's uh got a lot of heart, these boys, and just hung in there, hung in there. I keep telling them, um, you know, periods of play, you won't be so great, but hang tough, hang tough, and things yeah. will change. And then, lucky for us, penalties, but I think. Um, doesn't matter if you win shies and corners. I think grand no, final day. I think you just take it. Yeah.
0: And then I guess a bit of the uh, sort of John Todd and McDonald sort of coaching methods to a certain extent rub off there in that set to sort of hang on, guys or guy with an ankle injury. Hey, keep playing, just playing a whole formy sort of thing. I think so. Sort of rubs like, it off a little like, bit as well.
1: Like the uh, run the punctured lung off sort of thing, wasn't it? A <laughs> bit like that. But um, yeah, just again, don't be too over too silly. Just, you know, I think you know the limit of where you can push sort of guys yeah. and then. Um, Luckily, and they're good players too. Some good players in that club, yeah.
0: And in terms of the club, it would be remiss of me not to sort of speak about um, the people behind the scenes. So, um, you know, you've had more... I've had dealings with them as well and, and through a very good club and and a great club to play against. But can you talk about um, Danielle and the other guys on the committee that do a lot of tremendous work? Do
1: a lot of tremendous work and I hope we can keep them going for the next 50 years. But um, Danielle and Lindsay and Peter both clubs I'm not sure how I many other clubs maybe none would just do the juniors and the seniors yeah, it's, ma- that, that's it's the massive that's
0: the difference there isn't it it's,
1: yeah. it's, a, it's a one club proposition it's one club and other clubs senior committee junior committee and sometimes it's, um doesn't work that well does it some some clubs <laughs> uh, it, yeah. and we are <laughs> we are lucky that's um, the problem is they can't last forever can they but uh, but they're going pretty well you know sort yeah. of thing and the amount of work they do is fantastic and um, much appreciated and sort of think mm, if it wasn't for them you know, it's a rural club and be interested where all these boys would have would have played it's it quite interesting yeah, uh, what it, would have happened you know. It,
0: it, it's definitely um, a, a successful club in terms of not just I guess the trophies but the transitioning from that and you've seen it yourself from youth grade reserves to first
1: yeah good transition I think just the youth grade and reserve grade, fantastic I think the next step is and, and the boys did terrific this year um we lost Corey, went to an yeah main goal scorer, and we, we hung tough, come in, stuck in the semifinals yeah. and last couple of years and balgani has been having that knocking us out well last four years, we've been knocked out first game and yep. and this year we've actually won a semi-final. We've won two semi-finals, so we've just making a little baby steps with a team where um, Corey's massively missed up front sort of thing, but we've done really well. We just won game off the grand final, first grade. So there's a real belief in the camp now we can we can hopefully don't go back. Don't, don't sort of stand back, thinking how wonderful we are. Just say, okay, you know, maybe one or two add-ins, if we possibly can. We know where we're not uh, super strong. Can we go the next step? Like you know, yeah. so those little steps. Like we we're not sort of sitting back and thinking how wonderful we are. We just want to hopefully first grade, make the step, and obviously reserve grade. My job is just to
0: support.
1: And not not i sort of don't go. We've got to do this at the start of the year. So we'll just see our pans out. Yeah? If other teams are better, than us so be it. You know, but my job is to. Basically, not, not to win grand finals, but we all love that. Get them boys first grade ready, sort of thing. That's yeah. really my job, but uh, obviously the success is great and everybody likes that. But um, no, we'll see what happens in 2020.
0: Yeah, it's an it's extremely uh, difficult environment, like you said. They're all uh, same to Balgueni in terms of we don't pay players. So when you, you don't pay players, you, uh, I guess, reliant on, I guess, the coach trying to uh, keep players there or attract players when there's no money and and, and friends of players um, and sort of peers that sort of come along or might be attracted to a social atmosphere. Yeah,
1: we assume a club, some we and and um, the Premier League's a different beast, isn't it? I think yeah. um, if we did come first, it's a big decision to make as a club, but I think maybe things are a bit easier now with three grades in Premier League because I think yeah. some teams in the past has two grades you lose the whole side and we've yeah. had the benefit of that for we Winuna going up so many years ago we had a lot of Winuna yeah. boys and some of them are still with us. So we've had the benefit of that when reserve grade goes and then when you go back down you know you need your yeah. team again. So I'm glad the Premier League has got that three grades in. So if a team does go up you can go up as a team. team yeah. If it comes down you can, you can come as a team too. So I'm glad that's, um, that's in there. I've been
0: yeah. fighting for that um, well proposition for a while, along with the rule and, and a few other clubs, so it's good that uh, a sensible decision's been made. So so when you look back at, um, I guess, your, your career now and, you know, coming out from Wales, um, I guess uh, a person like yourself doesn't think that they'd make such an impact in the community, but you must be proud to sort of look over, sort of, um, not just the success, but... Sort of the community involvement you've had at sort of these different northern suburbs clubs, juniors and seniors.
1: It's been it's been great. It's, it's, you know, it's, soccer's my life, and I think we're all a bit wired differently as uh, some soccer people. And I can sort of remember Leeds United uh, FA Cup win final winners side ninety seven two, and I can't remember my anniversary sort of thing. I think we've <laughs> some of us are wide a bit differently, you know. But um, yeah, I've been I'm just been glad I'm glad for all the people. Like you know, I think where were these young boys. And some good young teams coming through Thrill, where would they have gone sort of thing? I think, yeah, yeah. Nice. I think well, you know, amateurs amateurs have sort of burst at the seams sort of thing. So it'd be interesting. We've done really well for Thrill players, yep. called our boys sort of thing. Um, it's a great. And then goodness me now, we're not only three men's teams. we Women's teams galore, amateur teams galore. So it's a massive, yeah. massive club now. So um, if it wasn't there... I'm not sure what happened, even myself, I'm not sure what I would have done, but I would have yeah. been somewhere, but uh, I think it's hats off to Danielle and the, and the guys getting it forward and, and they're still going well and yeah, I'm just glad to be part of it.
0: Yeah, may that long continue in terms of uh, Thrill being around. And uh, the one that I did miss early on in the interview was, um, you know, uh, being a striker and, you know, being a, a very good striker, not that I'm going to get you to say that to me because you're a humble man, but... In terms of some of the, that, that Premier League era, the 80s, you know, who, who were, you know, who were a group of five or six defenders um, that you faced a, faced against that were tough opponents and, and what made them tough opponents?
1: Well, definitely Muskie and Phil, and Phil Bragg at training, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, C.V. Sarge and Johnny Vanderbilt, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean the fig tree. The fig tree games were always tough. but The Berenger with Larry Berenger yeah. at the back there, um, always tough. Brett farragut fig tree boy too.
0: So um, what made um, Faragher and, and Berenger so so tough to play against? Just big,
1: strong, physical plays and sort of yeah. stuff, and maybe a bit, bit leaner, used to knock me around a bit, sort of things. So, but um, yeah, they were good, good, solid, honest as Every so you know, but I didn't mind that it sort of. Um, I'd rather a player like that than a sort of yeah. go, sneaky elbow at the back of the head sort of player so I didn't mind mind that sort of thing so at least you know it's going to be hard to tackle but it's going to be yeah. fair hard and fair so them sort of guys stood out um, and when you um, played against um, the Fernhill in that sort of mid 80s their
0: yeah. the successful team who was marking you think, Mark Tour, Mark Tour
1: was there um, yep. and Mark ended up a referee and stuff and um, he was a tough yep. he was a tough player Chris Curtin and Chris, Chris ended up at Bulleye sort of thing so they were tough boys so, solid and they weren't you know, wasn't elbows to the back of the head sort of players. So, they, give them credit; they were pretty good, yeah.
0: And uh, the South Coast Croatia team. Who were you sort of coming up against there when when they were in their sort of sort of strong period I
1: suppose their strength was high up the park. Um, yeah. um, I think um, is it Bruno? Bruno might have been there. Bruno yeah. German Moro Moro yeah. was part of it. And Bruno was <laughs> he was now nonsense. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure Bruno was there at that time. So he was no, obviously in the early days. Johnny Bingham. Was, you yeah. know, Johnny played at a uh, level and. Um, he was a uh, tough. I won't say any more than that. He was tough <laughs> and uh, on borderline of being dirty sort of thing. So he's, yeah. but uh, lucky I didn't play against. I think John my retired, which is good for me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I thank you very much for a allowing me into your house. B um, for taking up so much time on a Sunday um, when we're all very busy. And um, Kevin, it's been fantastic to catch up with you and, and hear about your journey. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Travis. Cheers, mate.
0: Appreciate it. Tough. Episode 34 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast is done and dusted. Kevin is a wonderful man in many ways and still has a presence in the game to this day, which I think is a positive for Illawarra football. I sincerely appreciate and respect the time given by Kevin and his wife. As always, thank you for listening and downloading this podcast. I'm your host, Travis. Goodbye for now.